Welcome to iHope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to I Hope from Open Door Baptist Church in Denham Springs, Louisiana. This is Charlie Schaefer, and I'm here with Pastor Brandon Osborne. And we are recording for now the third time, because every time that we've tried to record this before, there are weird popping noises or squiggly sounds in the background. So anyway, here we are, and hopefully we can make this all the way through without any weird interruptions. So today, I want to quickly just rehash what we've already covered over the last month in May. I do appreciate your time and your attention, um, and I've, I've heard good things so far about that study, and so I hope that our study in Lamentations has been helpful for you. Real quick, just a summary of some of the main thoughts that we had over the last month. Number one, God's in control, and you can see God's sovereignty painted all throughout the book of Lamentations, and you're going to continue to see that over our next study, which we're going to get to in a minute. Number two was to repent of sin, and remember that the entire reason that Lamentations was written, the entire reason Jeremiah even had to talk about the the captivity and the reason that the other prophets would later come in, is because of their sin. For 490 years, uh, Israel did not give the seventh year of rest, that Sabbath year, and because of that, God judged them. And it wasn't because of the year necessarily that God was judging them, but because they're marring the the purpose that he had given them to be a holy people, cleansed and separate from the rest of the world. And so if they would have just repented of that sin and started doing what God had given them to do sooner, then they probably would have avoided a lot of the pain that they had. And sometimes we find ourselves in the same situation where we get ourselves in trouble because we haven't stopped doing what we know not to do, or we haven't started doing what we know to do, those sins of omission, not doing it, or commission, doing something that we should not. And so um, if you're in that spot, then it's time to get out. It's time to repent of that sin, turn away from it, and move forward to what God has for you. Number three, destruction is temporary. And although a lot of times destruction or calamity in life seems long-term, it oftentimes is, uh, it's not. And at the end of the day, in the middle of the situation, every your whole world seems like it's falling apart. But if you zoom out, especially into a biblical lens, an eternity, an eternity-filled lens, then you're going to see that that my present circumstance is only for a time. And so, destruction is temporary. And the same Jerusalem that was being lamented is the same Jerusalem that you can visit today. It's the same Jerusalem that someday will be rebuilt by God and that Jesus himself is going to rule as the eternal king. So destruction really is temporary, and it is for an eternal purpose. It's for eternal good. Romans 8.28 would say that too today. Number four, and finally, keep the eternal view in mind. As we just kind of talked about, really everything that we see in the Bible especially in Lamentations and then in the rest of the prophets, which you're going to get to soon. Uh, All of that is just because God has a big plan. He created from the beginning knowing what would happen in the end. And even though he did have a perfect creation and a perfect intention, we did mess that up. But immediately God turned that for good. And we see that all through the book of Genesis, even with um, Joseph in his coat of many colors, what man meant for evil, God meant for good. And we see that again, like I just referenced Romans eight twenty eight. what our circumstances in life, God uses everything, and he uses that for good to, to us because we love him and we are called for his purpose. 
So I want to leave you with one final observation about Lamentations before we move on to our next section. Um, I appreciate that the Bible doesn't sugarcoat reality, and that is because the pain that was felt in Lamentations was great, it was significant, and it was real. But at the same time, that makes the hope real, and it makes it more significant. And the, the worse the pain, the sweeter the hope. I think if life were just ho-hum, it were boring, every day was a good day, then hope would have no purpose in our life. There would be no need for salvation. I think that's why Jesus later would talk about um, it's easier for a rich man to get in, or for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven, because the rich man has everything he needs. There's no need for hope for that man. And once we find ourselves not needing God, then, then there's no need for hope either. And when we do need God, though, that, that pain is what causes us to need hope. And so I'm glad that God doesn't sugarcoat reality, and we shouldn't either, because that opportunity is now for hope. So, our third section today. I want to get to the next study, so if you wouldn't mind, just give us a quick overview of what we're going to be looking at over the next month. Well, um, I, you know, we were talking about you finishing up Lamentations. I know before that, Pastor did Jeremiah. And really, I think you're going to see some of the similar themes going through because with the prophets, um, I know starting with Ezekiel, and Ezekiel was a contemporary to Jeremiah, um, probably spent time under um, Jeremiah's instruction, maybe in Jerusalem at one point. Um, But we are going to talk a good bit about prophets and the idea of God's faithfulness and his hope through that. Um, we, We do recognize that the prophets were message deliverers, the mm. messenger, okay? And so sometimes their their message wasn't always popular, um, but it was always God's message, and uh, and we see that uh, there. So I was thinking about it. Um, Amos reminds us of uh, the fact that our actions do have repercussions, and you were mentioning that earlier yeah. about lamentations. I know um, Amos in chapter 3 talks a lot about the cause and the effect. Um, and verse 1 says, Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against uh, you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Basically, we know Israel is God's chosen nation. That's what he's saying. He said, and I've given you the privilege of being my chosen people. Mm-hmm. But at the same end, just like a parent chastens their child, God says, Hey, listen, you know, I'm going to have to punish you for um, the iniquities. But he says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? So the again, the cause is the fact that there's the prey, and the effect would be the lion roaring. Um, will a young lion cry out of his den if he, if he have taken nothing? The cause would be to have captured something to cause him to cry out or to growl in, in, in his den. Can a bird fall in a snare um, upon the earth where no gin is for him? Basically, if you don't put something in the trap, the bird won't um, be enticed to come into it. Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. The lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? So we'll be looking at a lot of the messages that the prophets had, which I, I do think, even though it's a message of judgment, you continue to see the message of a promise yeah. and a hope beyond it. And I know you were talking about that just a second ago when you when you said that um, 
that you may find yourself in the middle of destruction. And sometimes it is the consequences for our sin, but know that there is um, something beyond that. Um, yeah. It doesn't last forever. Um, we've all been disciplined growing up, right? <laughs> whether it's time out, whether it's, you know, um, uh, different, different methods of punishment, but we know that they, they were temporary and they didn't last. Um, the sting of the punishment may not have lasted, literally, um, <laughs> but the fact is you, you do make it through, and you learn a lesson from it. Yeah. And I think the prophets, that's, that's what they were reminding them too, the, the lesson in the destruction and the promise and the hope beyond it, and, and really to draw them to repentance. Um, Jonah's a great example of that with the Ninevites sure. yeah. and, and God's um, redemption and when they, when they follow and they repent. And so basically see that. I, I like David Jeremiah's quote about the Old Testament prophets. He said, the Old Testament prophets in particular help us interpret historical events through the lens of Scripture and see God's hand at work in our world. And I think as we go through and we're looking at hope with the prophets, um, we see some historical things that help us understand through the lens of Scripture and, and, and build that. Um, and then also, but we, we do see God's hand at work, His sovereignty mm-hmm. um, through all that. So you talked about how the Bible helps us to see through the lens and then the history through the lens of Scripture, but then also today's world through the lens of Scripture. Um, I've noticed Jeremiah talks a lot in both Jeremiah and in the Lamentations about people who are in destruction, people who have had problems, and often by sin, some people who weren't the sinful people who had to suffer the wrath of problems, and I think that's all problems that we have today are the consequences of sin. And so I think Lamentations really speaks to people whose worlds have been taken over or who are not in control or who need hope because of the destruction around them. What does the next section of our study look like? To whom does that speak? Um, it, almost you explain it perfectly, thinking about someone in the midst of destruction. We talk about Ezekiel, um, really, it's where we begin, trying not to give everything away, um, but we know one of the um, popular themes that we see in Ezekiel in a song that was written about bones being connected, but we see basically God breathing life into death, into destruction, into the grave. And granted, again, don't want to give it all away, but there's there's a future prophecy that you see yeah. through the minor prophets that you know that that still hasn't happened yet. And yet we can still draw some truths and, and say, oh, well, it, you know, God promises this, and it reminds us of God's faithfulness. And so we can take some of the truths and the the qualities or characteristics we see of God and His message, and we can understand that those same characteristics of God apply to our life. Yeah. And I think that's that's truth. You know, see it in the context, but also understand that it represents the God that we serve. And the fact that when we find our life in ruins, and maybe even a graveyard, like how can I gather all this together? They feel like broken bones and just... And, and I can't do it, we see that God can breathe life, and that's where we turn it over to Him and, and allow Him. doesn't mean that we won't feel the scars or, or remember those things, mm-hmm. but it will mean that we can move forward, and we can pick up, and, and God can still use us again. Hmm. Well, I'm excited to hear what we have to learn from God's Word of the prophets, like the rest of the prophets, right? So I'm excited for that, and I can't wait to uh, learn what you have next for us.
Yes, looking forward to it. So I hope you'll join us next week as we begin some of the, well, Ezekiel and then what they call the 12 or the minor prophets following that. So looking forward to that next week. All right. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review? Until next week, God bless.